0: Welcome to the Man Talk Show, training for men and answers for women. I am Connor Beaton, and today is an anonymous guest episode. And in these anonymous episodes, I bring in somebody uh, who I have never worked with before. They are completely new to me. And I have a one-on-one anonymous session, uh, coaching session, where I guide them through and into some of the depths of their own shadow, some of the things that are keeping them stuck, sabotaging them in their life. So this is real-time live shadow work, and it's an opportunity for you to connect with the anonymous guest and their story. So what are we talking about today? Well, my guest today has a past and a history of infidelity. So we are going to talk a little bit about infidelity, the roots of it, where it came from in this individual's life, Um, but we're also going to talk about the shadow of the siblings. So healing, uh, healing from being in the shadow of a sibling. So there's a lot of conversation about family dynamics in this one, a little bit about, you know, connecting and deepening our relationship with our sibling and also a good amount of conversation about infidelity and, uh, why it happens, where it comes from, how we move through it. So in these sessions, I don't hope to uh, solve necessarily, you know, these individuals' problems, um, but more so to get to the core and the root of some of the uh, some of the pain that has been causing them to sabotage or act out or. Um, not produce the results that they want within their life in some capacity. So this one focuses specifically on relationships, on family dynamics, uh, and we go in deep on this mini episode. So if this resonates with you as as usual, please do share it. These are uh, really great tools for a lot of people to have access to better understanding themselves what i've found is that when a lot of people can hear and listen to these types of episodes especially if it resonates with their personal story it is a profound way for them to learn about themselves so without any further delay i hope that you enjoy this episode uh and please welcome my anonymous guest doing good Doing good yeah yeah how you how you feeling emotionally i feel like we uh we maybe stirred some stuff just talking about what you wanted to work on in this call today.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling feeling vulnerable, feeling but yet excited to make some progress on these goals that I have. But yeah, vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe uh just for context, if you can tell me why you're here and and what you're wanting to work on, we'll we'll just explore from there.
1: All right. I'm here because. For the last, I would say decade or decade and a half, I've been suffering from a lot of self-identity problems. I've made a lot of mistakes in a lot of good relationships uh, in terms of infidelity. I've made a lot of mistakes in terms of um, lying, um, commitment, uh, codependence. I mean, a lot of relational issues but I think it all comes down to how I feel about myself um, overall. So I wanna get a better, and, and how I feel about myself overall is not good at all, and not a lot of self-love, uh, not a lot of purpose.
2: Mm.
1: And I think these, what I'm struggling with kind of tr- trickles down into the relationships I'm trying to have with people and you know, how could I be a functional relationship if I'm not myself a functional human? So I want to really work through some of the barriers that I have that's keeping me from what I want in my life, what I, what, I, what, I, what I strive and what I've wanted for so long. And that's, you know, happiness to have a family, to have a purpose and to be confident about those decisions and to be committed, you know, in, in, those, in those decisions.
0: Hmm. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hear a little bit of like confusion around the self you know, a little bit of unsure about parts of who you are. Would you label that as insecurity or how would you label that? Hmm. I would
1: label it as insecure, but yet I'm just just out of touch with my soul or out of touch mm-hmm. with the right part of my, of my being. I, I don't know. I just feel like I just act without really feeling confident about my actions um Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i'm insecure or just confused Mm -hmm. um about about who i am
0: yeah okay all right you you had a you had a pretty strong father
1: oh yeah my father was great um great dad just just a bands man though Mm -hmm. um you know i never had a really really heart-to-heart conversation he wasn't the guy that i went to is like hey i'm feeling down today can you help me out he was the guy i went to to work on my car teach me how to do brakes or mm-hmm. work on an engine or you know you know wire a home entertainment system so all of the hands-on stuff i got from my father um and he's a great guy you know i i no fault never never was violent never wasn't you know he drank yeah i wouldn't call him an alcoholic but he, he drank but just an overall good person and he taught me to be there for people mm. he taught me to be able to provide for people you know uh, men women friends he taught me and gave me the tools to do so so yeah, uh, yeah uh, i would say a strong father yes
0: yeah he's still around yeah he's still in the picture still in the picture still the same yeah. guy yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Great. And what about mom? What's she like?
1: My mom is um, very happy, always smiling. A lot of people call her like, call her mama. You know, she's uh, religious, definitely religious, um, goes to church every Sunday, believes in a higher power. She's the person I go to with any of my issues. Now I say that my issues, I'm, I'm 39 now. And I only recently, I would say for the last six or seven years, started really going with her with really deep problems, maybe 10 years, deep problems. But when I was younger, I didn't go to anybody, really. I just kind of kept them to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to my mom, she's a um, great mom. She's like the rock of our family, always had meals on the table, always did what was right for us, mm-hmm. um, me and my have, have sister. I never was left wanting, and they always did the right thing. And an interesting fact about my parents is I've never seen them fight. I don't know how that's affected me. And we can probably dive into that going forward in my life. But I've never seen them have an argument or a disagreement. So I, I think that affected my conflict resolution skills <laughs> or my perception <laughs> of what a healthy relationship is. Yeah, yeah. I've right. never seen them fight, man. Never, not yeah. even once.
0: Yeah, what it, what's conflict been like in your relationships?
1: It's been present
0: and I've had a hard
1: time I've had a hard time thinking if there is conflict, that it's normal, that Mm -hmm. it's okay. So I tend to manipulate situations so that the other party feels as if the conflict is on them and not me. Like, it's been, it's been odd conflict. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to work through yeah.
0: Um, yeah yeah anything there emotionally right now
1: yeah i think of the all the relationships that i've had and my inability to really empathize with them my inability to really hear where they're coming from or not dismiss the conflict or, or attribute the contract to just maybe not the right person for me like, oh mm-hmm. man, maybe this is not the right person because we argue too much or this is not the right person because we have conflict. And also when we have the conflict, when they say, you just don't see my side of things or I feel like you just don't care. You know, I, I, I think of that and I'm, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, man, it must have came off like that because I really don't have the tools for good conflict resolution.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think I, I probably failed with many relationships because of this.
0: Yeah, okay. So talking about my failed relationships feels? Feels, feels
1: defeating. Mm-hmm. Feels as if I sabotage the future that I wanted so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, feels defeating. Man, yeah. And I and I feel like a failure, a failure.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. Tell me about the history of infidelity in your relationships. Ooh, yeah. that's uh, okay
1: um so starting with probably my first very long-term relationship there was it was not infidelity however it there was an there was a point in our relationship where she kind of liked other girls and we've gotten to like a situation where there was I guess like a threesome situation and you know Consequently, later in a relationship, I actually left her for that girl that was in that situation, mm-hmm. and in that that relationship, it was pretty stable. I would say uh, I was not in you know I was not um, a cheater. Then, when my that relationship ended, which was one of the really bad ones, every relationship after that, I was very I was very much uh, a cheater in those relationships, I had infidelity issues in those relationships. Um, and I don't know if it was because of the fear of being crushed and hurt. And I wasn't certain that I was making right decisions anymore. And I, was, I wasn't certain if I, was, if I was with the right person, but I always was in a relationship, never both feet in because of the, the pain, fear of pain, mm. and always receptive to somebody else Um, and I felt validation from those other relationships, be it sexual or be it emotional. But I was always too scared to leave the primary relationship because I felt like I would never find a person like that again Mm. or someone to love me like that again. Yeah. or to be with me like that. But it always turns out that the people who I was being infidelity always ended up liking me or loving me like that too. So it was very, very interesting. I just had no boundaries to separate any of it. So it it just all always continued until I made the other person make a decision to leave me. Mm -hmm. I um, very rarely was able to muster up the courage or the balls or whatever you want to call it to end the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It was always me forcing it somebody else because I never wanted it to be my decision. I always wanted it because I'm not good with decisions I mentioned before. I never wanted it to be my decision. I wanted it to come from somebody else so I could be validated and say, you left me. You Mm -hmm. left me. You know, Mm -hmm. I I did this, but you left me. So it's on you now, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is Mm -hmm. manipulative. And is that gaslighting? I'm not sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, it's unhealthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe just tell me a little bit more about the tactics that you would deploy to have the other person choose to leave you. I would. And what's what's I, coming up right there? What emotions coming up when I ask you that question? It was
1: oh man, man manipulation. People loved me so much that I had to use so many different ways to push them away. Because I wasn't ready for them. Mm -hmm. And the emotion that comes up is just I just picture all the pain that they went through, all the anguish that they went through because I was not strong enough. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I still am Mm -hmm. to sit with that pain of, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. And then the anger and the rage and the everything that comes with it. But some of the tactics, that I used is I will say, um, you know, maybe this is, maybe I'm not the, maybe you can find someone who's better for you than me. I'm not a good person. I, you know, I'm not there when you need me. You really could find someone better for you than me um if you're looking for xyz i can only provide these couple things maybe you need to go find someone better than me um you know i need to work on myself sorry so i can't really be there if you want to stick in this relationship that's fine but i'm just letting you know right now that i really can't be there for you because i need to work on myself or um hey um uh, you know i know we have a good time together but i'm just i'm not ready to be in a in this as fully as you need me it's always it was always me saying that i am not ready to be in this relationship as fully as you need me versus i'm just not into you as much to bring myself to be in this relationship further so i always put it back on them to try to realize that hey wow this guy's not really into me or hey this guy really does have issues um maybe i should leave Mm -hmm maybe Mm -hmm. i should leave
0: yeah tell me tell me a little bit about the the origin story of of you attacking yourself internally when did that start
1: i think that started when i was young when i felt that i wasn't good enough for my parents Mm -hmm. i felt as if what's going on my life sorry but uh i uh, i don't I, I just i started uh when I was young with my uh, with my parents so quick backstory there is my sister was the beauty queen of my town hmm. she was a state volleyball player well she was a state basketball player then a state volleyball player, won state championships got full rides to college when she was in college she got a full ride to grad school. Where she met a doctor that was modeling his way through school. Then they got married. Then they, um, she, she has her own clinic now with 40 or so employees. He's a director of a doctor. Yeah, they live in like a 10,000 square foot house with a million, millions of dollars, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I felt that when I was in school, my parents would always go to her sporting events and not mine. Because if they were at the same time, obviously hers were more important. Mm. I never had a curfew. I never... You know, I was just basically... My rule was don't bring home a baby. <laughs> and I was able to do whatever I wanted. But I, I felt that I wasn't good enough. Even to this day, I... When I go over to my sister's or I go over to their house, I just never feel good enough. And I'm doing well. I got, you know, it was good that I had a good yardstick that whatever she could do, I could do. So I got my MBA and everything like that. I made great money. But I never felt validated from my parents that you are as good as your sister because she did all this amazing stuff. And then I was just like, hey, just don't have a baby and you're good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything else. Like, you know, so I, I was seeking that validation. You know, and even when I graduated, I was the only one at my graduation, you know, they didn't, didn't, didn't come, you know? So I was very, uh, stuck on friends at that point and getting validation from them. Mm -hmm. I threw a lot of parties in high school, you know, and I loved entertaining, getting that validation, but I always had to provide something to somebody Mm. to get that validation. I never thought people liked me for me. I always Mm -hmm. thought they liked me because what they, what I can give them yeah so that narrative played in my mind i think throughout my life um Mm -hmm. i was always seeking friends i was always seeking relationships but i was never giving them everything i was never trusting them i was just giving them what i can so they liked me and if they didn't like me i would do whatever i can to make them like me and i was Mm -hmm. very good at it very good people person when i talk about that uh Relationship that I had and it crumbled. You know, I had, I had that one relationship, it was five years, and it it fell apart. At that point, the friend system that we had all went to her. And I felt completely abandoned. And I couldn't get them back because I was sad. Mm-hmm. I was sad because of a breakup. But because I was sad, they didn't want to hang around with me because I was no longer fun. Yeah. And uh then I just realized, like, my self worth was so low at that point. Like, who am I? I'm just fun to everybody.
0: Yeah. So so my sadness right now is
1: it's heavy.
0: It's like all it's it's all over. Yeah. Where it's, I where I feel it in my body right now is my chest and my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My eyes feel wet
1: <laughs> yeah. and heavy. Yeah. If i I come like slumping, I feel it.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Stay with it. Maybe close your eyes for just a sec. Breathe into it. Feel that sadness in your chest. Throughout your abdomen. Just let yourself be with it. So I've carried this sadness for... <laughs> 20, 30 years? Yeah. Yeah, it feels heavy because...
1: Because it it ruined so many things in my life, and it still continues to ruin things in my life and not let me achieve what I want. Yeah,
0: when and my when sadness comes, yeah, when my sadness comes up, my first thought is,
1: why Why can't I fix this? What the fuck's wrong with me? Yeah,
0: yeah say it like you say it inside your head.
1: Everybody, everybody left you because you, you were no longer fun in order for people to like you, you have to be fun, Mm. but that can't be true. People, people like you for you, but they don't know who you are because you never show anybody because you don't know who you
0: are. Yeah. Because the part of myself, I feel like I have to hide from people is.
2: my weakness, mm.
1: the, they don't want to hear about, they don't want to see me sad, like the breakup, right? They don't want to see me sad. People don't want to hang around with someone who's sad. Mm. People don't want to hang out with somebody who has problems. People don't want to hang out with somebody who can't make them laugh, you know?
0: Mm, I believe that because.
1: That's been my life experience.
0: hmm people have generally left me when I
1: were no longer able to provide them with entertainment.
0: Mm. Hmm. That's my worth as a friend and as a partner and as a man was based on
1: material
0: and superficial and entertainment things. Yeah. All right. Just one more breath in all the way out. Just put your hand over top of the part, over top of your chest, wherever you feel that sadness the most right now. And just give yourself permission to be with it. Give yourself permission to be with the part of you that you haven't allowed other people to see. That you've carried in silence. That you've carried alone. Yeah. Give this part a voice. So if my sadness could speak, it would say.
1: It's okay if people don't like you.
0: Yeah. It's okay. One one more time. Say it again one more time.
1: It's okay that people don't
0: like you. Yeah. It's okay because.
1: Not everybody's going to like you, man.
0: Yeah. And
1: maybe they're not your friends. if They don't like you.
0: Yeah. Stay there. One more deep breath. Yeah stay connected to that part of you so if my sadness could speak to my ex what it would say right now is
1: I'm sorry for not showing you everything about me mm.
2: and giving you a
0: chance yeah I, I felt like I had to hide this part of me because
1: you would have left me if you knew everything about me
0: mm. hmm the story I told myself was that I
1: I need to I need to be everything you want me to be as a mm-hmm. boyfriend or a man in order to keep the relationship and to keep you in a relationship and to keep you happy and to have you love me and mm-hmm. to have you love me.
0: Yeah. And I didn't feel good enough for you because
1: so I don't feel good enough for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were here right now, what I'd say to you is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And.
1: You didn't deserve any of that. You didn't deserve anything that I've done to you.
0: Yeah, you are. Amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are not at fault. Mm-hmm. You are not at fault. Yeah.
0: One more breath. Now, yeah, one more breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Just stay rooted with this part, stay connected with this part. You don't have to move away from it. I just want you to imagine for a second, with your eyes closed, stay there. Just imagine that mom has come into your place. She's entered in. You can feel. Her energy, her presence. Maybe she's sitting across from you. Yeah. So having her in this space right now feels.
1: I feel, I feel nervous.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, nervous because.
1: She may feel that she didn't do a great job raising me because I'm treating women the way I've been treating women. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I haven't wanted to let her down because
1: She's a, she was a great mother to me. She tried to give me other tools, and she would hate to see and know
0: that I'm hurting women the way I am. Yeah. All right. So if she was here right now, what I'd say to her is, "It's not. You it wasn't.
1: Nothing that you did was intentionally wrong. Mm. When I was growing up, nothing that you did." was intentional.
2: Yeah.
1: I the things I've done in my life is based on my own experiences. I'm sorry that it, that your son was able to do the things that I've done and hurt people in the way that I've hurt people. It's not a mm. reflection on you, it's a reflection on me. But I'm sorry that I'm still your son, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. One more breath. Now. Yeah. Shame that I've carried for my actions is
1: encompassing, man.
0: Yeah, and how I punish myself is.
1: Yeah. Daily. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I.
0: uh Yeah. A lot, really of neg- on...
1: A lot of negative self-talk, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're really really hard on yourself, hey always what does it what does it sound like what does that critic sound like in you i hate my life
1: what the fuck is wrong with you figure it out Mm
2: -hmm. keep going
1: let it let it talk why, why can't you figure this out why can't you just be committed why can't you be okay with one decision why do you care so much what everybody else thinks? Why do you care so much about what people that sh- shouldn't matter think? Mm-hmm. Why can't, why can't yep. you just make a decision and stick with it? You know? And like, I want to shut my brain up. It's just like, you know, it just keeps going.
0: It's okay. It's all good. Just tune, just for one more split second. I know this is hard. I know it's challenging to tap into that part, but just let let your anger come out a little bit. How does it actually sound? Let me let me just hear the real voice. Let me hear the real part of you that that leans in. What does it sound like? Really, let the anger come out. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I hate I hate
1: my fucking life. I, I say that all the time to myself. I hate my fucking life. I hate it. It's more like self.
2: It's, like, okay. Damaging, it's okay
1: damaging like pity like
0: i it's don't okay. know stay there just like, stay with it just get just your stay shit with it. what's me. wrong with you yeah what, good what, what, i hate my fucking life because i sabotage
1: myself yeah i have amazing people what the fuck is wrong get your shit together do whatever it takes to get it together just get yeah. it together you know
0: yeah yeah good just stay there take one more <laughs> deep breath in
1: i usually just yell to myself, like, shut up, because I mm-hmm. can't stop it from happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when that voice comes in, it overtakes me and... Brings down
1: my entire mood, my entire energy. It puts me in a place of remorse and regret mm-hmm. and self-pity, and it hinders me from... Really developing a way to successfully cope with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It overwhelms you, yes. takes over, abuses you, right? Yes. It sounds abusive. You know, it really does. One more deep breath. Now, good. Let's take one more of those. You know? Yeah. So if that part of me, if that critic was still speaking, what it would say to my father is. I wish I could
1: have, I wish I could have talked to you about this more. I yeah. wish you could have helped me. I wish I could have talked to you about dating and the struggles I was going through with women and the infidelity. And you would have gave me advice to keep me just, to keep me being a better man. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Say that last part again. I
1: wish that you. I wish that you would have given me advice and guidance to keep me and help me be a better man.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but instead, you you just helped me with
1: man stuff, and you were absent emotionally.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the way the way that you praised my sister was.
1: Unfair mm.
0: unfair what I mean by that is
1: I should have never felt that I was lesser than she was in any way mm. even you know even though she was more successful in a lot of sporting and things like that, I should have never felt like I was not as good, mm-hmm. not as important,
0: yeah. So if my, if my father was standing in front of me right now, I'd say I'm angry at you because. I'm, I'm,
1: it's hard because he's such a good guy. I don't like that. You know, it's, I know. it's tough. It's it's, okay. it's, um, I'm angry because I wasn't able to open up to you at, as much as I'd like to. Have.
0: Yeah, that's I it. Just, I just, yeah, that's it. I just needed you to. This is still to him.
1: I just, I just needed, needed you to. Yeah, I just needed you to. Ask me what's wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ask me how my relationships were going.
2: Yeah.
1: Give me guidance. Give me guidance instead of letting me just figure it out mm-hmm. and figure it out wrong.
0: Yeah, stay, <laughs> stay there. Stay with it. Stay yeah. with it. Take one more deep breath. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. So dad, what I needed you to teach me was.
1: How to be a good man.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you're so good with mom. I don't even see you guys argue. So what's
0: the secret? Yeah. I mean, what's the secret? What are you not telling me?
1: What are you not telling me? And How come (laughs) I'm not married now?
0: Yeah. How come
1: I don't have kids? You know, how come I don't have my own family? Yeah. But you do and you're successful at it. Yeah. What am I doing wrong?
0: Oh, good. All right. Just stay, stay there for just one couple more minutes. I just have a few more questions. Okay. You okay to keep going?
1: Oh, all night. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. So one more deep breath. And so answering these questions is felt. So,
1: it's exhausting, but yet emotional it's un- it's unearthing stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, the emotion I feel in my face right now is... Man. So much stuff going on in my face. Yeah.
1: It's like I'm smiling, but I'm nervously smiling and frowning at the same time.
0: Yeah. I'm... It's okay. I'm nervously smiling because...
1: I've never said anything that I've said just now before, and I'm I feel like I'm having a type of conversation issue with my father, which is freaking me out
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, okay. We're gonna have one more conversation, and then we'll, we'll loop a couple of things back in, okay, okay, so just try and stay with eyes closed, take yeah. one more deep breath in if you can.
1: yeah, and I definitely want to specify that the ex that I'm talking about is like my most recent ex,
0: you know that yeah that relationship it was hopefully okay This this is a tough one yeah yeah one more deep breath just nice and slow feeling a lot of emotions right now okay there's a lot coming up so just one more deep breath just try and find a little bit more peace yeah good so if that sadness if that grief Had a voice. That's right there. That sadness and grief had a voice and could speak to my sister, I would say.
1: I always felt that they liked you better than me. I always felt that they supported you more than me. I mean, even when she had children, they moved down away from me to her to be near the grandchildren. I just always felt that they supported and wanted to be around her more than me because they just liked more, you know
0: yeah yeah just and I've never measured up yeah so just saying that feels
1: I feel makes me feel weak
0: mm. makes me feel less than mm. yeah okay one more breath yeah so living in your shadow is felt
1: oh it felt heavy. It felt confusing. Yeah. yeah. I've had to it's... navigate my whole, my own life. I had mm-hmm. to figure out how to feel acceptance because I wasn't getting acceptance there. And the way I was doing it, I probably was wrong, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do yeah,
0: well...
1: Women, sex, yeah. drugs, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So I use sex to
1: feel validated. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. Feel validated and feel wanted.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I could get a woman to want me sexually, I
1: I don't let it go. Mm -hmm. I do it and I don't let it go and I try to be really good at it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, making them want me sexually feels.
1: Makes me feel wanted. It almost feels comfortable. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, makes makes me feel like I have power with them because.
1: Because they, they want me for something other than, and they're still having a good time, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> they, they, but but I, I can provide something to them. That's not something I can provide to everybody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. One more breath. Now. Yeah. So just stay. Stay with your sister. Just just bring maybe her into the space. If you can feel her presence there. Just let yourself speak to her. So you are. Speak right to her. You are?
1: You are someone who I looked up to growing up. Someone who I strive to be like. The reason why I've done a lot of the things in my life is because of you. And you're also a reason why I pick who I pick in relationships because I always try to have them measure up to your successful life. I've let go of a lot of good women because they are not as good as your husband or they don't, they won't make my life as rich as yours. And I'm always comparing myself to you, no matter what, nonstop. And it's not fair, it's not fair to me, it's not fair to the people I date to put that much pressure on them. But I feel like
2: I have to. Mm -hmm.
1: i have no choice
0: yeah how come why tell her because
1: of the way we were raised because of the attention that you were given when we were growing up Mm -hmm. and the success and lifestyle that you have now would never use i'm not saying that's bad (laughs) but you yeah it's just you you you're the thing i look up to the most and a reason i think why i'm not happy at the same time Hmm.
0: Yeah, say that again.
1: You're the person I look up to the most and the reason why I feel that I'm not happy. Yeah. A lot, a lot.
0: Yeah. And I'm tired of
1: I'm tired of trying to meet this image or expectation that I feel that you've set this this yardstick. I'm sick of trying to meet it so that I feel validated. Mm. with the person who i'm with and always holding people
2: accountable
0: yeah so good man so good so so even though i love you what i'm not going to compare myself to you anymore because
1: nothing but damaging to myself and my relationships and my self-love and my mental state you know i it's all it's
0: all connected it seems like yeah yeah. Okay, so the boundary I want to set with you is
1: if it doesn't matter who I bring over or who I date I want you to have the same level of respect and um acceptance of that person regardless of their profession or how much money they make
0: if I'm happy that's all that matters. Yeah, my decisions don't depend on you anymore because because you're
1: not in the relationship. I am.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're and not going to marry that person. Yeah, and I'm done comparing myself to you because
1: if I keep doing it, I'll never move forward in my life happily. Yeah, good. Okay. Say it one more time. Because I'll never move forward in my
0: life happily. Yeah. So what I'm going to claim in my own life right now is the people who I decide to date
1: or become in a relationship with or the things I do in my life will be the decisions based on what I want and what makes me happy and what makes me fall in love and her influence or, or her opinion is not going to sway me if I truly love that person. I'm gonna move forward regardless of what
0: what she says. Yeah, good. One more deep breath in. And all the way out. Good. One more. Good. So just imagine that they're all standing in front of you. Mom, dad, sister, and just feel their feel their energy, feel their presence, let them be there. And as best as you can, just open your heart a little bit more. Just feel a little bit deeper. Feel into everything that you just disclosed, everything that you just talked about, everything you just uncovered, everything you just owned. Feel into all of it, all of it. And allow yourself to just speak from the heart to them. I love you. And what I'm taking for myself right now is. I love you. I love everything you know. I love you
1: doing everything you have done in your life for me. But what I'm taking for myself is my ability to pick a good partner to make good life decisions and to to just have those and, and not compare them to anything to compare them to myself. So I'm taking my decision power back. I'm taking my my power back to make a choice that I feel is good without comparing it to anything else. That choice
2: I'm taking it,
1: yeah. I'm taking that back. Yeah. I'm taking your opinion, ultimate opinion out of that. It's, it's, it's my it's my it's my choice it's my opinion it's not based on what my sister has done or what her life looks like it's yeah. based on what i want my life to look like.
0: yeah good great work one more deep breath all the way out so saying that felt empowering mm-hmm. yeah because
1: Their opinion always drove so much of the people who I dated. I probably dated people for them and not myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Really good, my friend. Okay. One more deep breath. All the way out. Good. Good. You can open your eyes. Maybe you're ready. Come back in slowly. Now we just went on a little bit of a journey, a little bit of a ride. So what I what I know about myself now that I didn't know before is how much
1: that experience of my sister has affected everything. I didn't, I had no idea that yeah. that was probably the catalyst to a lot of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's, you've been living in the shadow of the feminine, right? You've been living in the shadow of the feminine feeling like you're not worthy feeling like you can't live up to it no matter what you do, no matter what you strive for, no matter who you date, no matter how good you are able to, you know, excuse my crass, but no matter how good you're able to fuck, you know, none of that equals up to being able to to live in that shadow, right? And so you've constantly, it sounds like you've constantly just trying to chase this analogous, undefined goal of living up to what she's accomplished and achieved, right? And and that's a very hard endeavor. It's a very challenging endeavor. You know, I think the decisions that you've made and that you've tried to make over the years have been trying to give you a sense of direction, trying to prove yourself to women, right? But also at the same time, not feeling like you're worthy of them, not feeling like you can, you know, live up to being good enough for them. So you've tried to protect them from you. You know, I think there's many layers in here that we could continue to unpack. But what about what I just said that st- stands out to you? Does it resonate with you? Does it land with you?
1: Yeah, what you said about not being able to, with the, the feminine, not being able to get to that point. Like, I never thought that, yeah, yes, trying to achieve something at my sister, but it's a, it's a woman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and everything has been so focused on women in my life. I, I confide in women. I, I only trust women. I, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't have many male friends. Yeah. It, you know, I try to keep women in my life all the time. It's like, I always keep that, but you're right. I'm always striving. It's not. How can I ever reach that where I don't even let myself open up to them.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just. Well, and this is, and this is the trap that a lot of us men fall into, right? Is that we, we love women, we respect them. So we, maybe we put them on a little bit of a pedestal and then, you know, maybe we are, we look up to them. And so the pedestal gets even higher and then our self-worth comes from their validation. And so the pedestal gets even higher, right? And then we look to them for advice and guidance and direction and decision-making. So the pedestal gets even higher right? And so it just goes up and up and up and up and up. And, and we are constantly living in the state of below them, not equal to them. That's very challenging to be in a relationship with a woman when you don't feel equal to them.
1: How interesting you say that because then I think sex almost equals it for me,
0: uh-huh,
2: right? Yeah. It's like,
1: okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're all the way up here, yeah. Oh, but I can have really good sex, so it evens it out a little bit for me. Uh-huh. Like, it gives me my power back, because yeah. now you want something and need something from me. That's which it. Means, like the really good sex, right? So then, okay, yeah. yeah, well, I may not be able to achieve all this stuff, and I may have you on this pedestal, but you still want to fuck good. okay, cause you need me then?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah maybe, yeah <laughs> yeah, if I can, yeah, be be Jordan in in bed, right, then then they'll need something from you, right? be the, be the all-star. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so then sex plays this very prominent role of evening the playing field. And after a while, that that only serves so much of a purpose, right? And and when conflict starts to show up in the relationship, I would imagine if we started to dig into your past relationships. And we didn't talk too much about that because I wanted to make the connection first. But when we when I bet you if we started to look at the relationships and the history. Of when you started to be unfaithful in some of those relationships, they probably correlate to when conflict starts to come up, right? So conflict starts to come up, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe I'm failing. I don't know how to have these conversations. No one showed me how to do that either. And so away you go, right? And then it's looking for that validation somewhere else in a in an in an intimate relationship that's just sexually based. And then you have the power, right? Oh, then wow. you have the upper hand, right? Because it's like, well, I'm not in a relationship with you, but where ha- I'm giving you really good sex, right? And so now I have the power in this dynamic, right? And I feel like I'm in control. I'm in charge here. Not you in our, in our intimate relationship. It sounds like, you know, women have largely from your perspective been the ones that have, you know, in some ways maybe had a little bit more power, or maybe led the charge a little bit more or whatever however you would, you know, use your own words for that. So, I think part of this is and I'm going to give you a little bit of assignment. I'd love to have you back on the show to do a little bit more to get into some of the infidelity specifically, and to talk about yeah, There's <laughs> a lot of it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to talk about some of that. But you know, I think there's maybe merit in having a conversation at some point with your sister to just own own your part. You know, own that you have been comparing yourself to her and feeling like you've lived in her shadow. And that's not necessarily anything that she's done, but you're just, you know, owning that so that it doesn't own you anymore. Right. Maybe a conversation with dad sounds like something was there. I think, you know, make it manageable, right? We want to make this manageable. We don't want to make this something that's like, I don't know, I can't possibly have that conversation, right? Make it like, what's one thing? That you'd like to ask him about relationships, you know, maybe write out three or four questions that you'd like to ask him about marriage and, you know, raising kids and what he learned. You know, one of the things that I'd encourage you to do, and I've given this assignment to a few clients before is ask what life was like before and after kids for him. You know, ask what life was like before and after marriage. Did anything change? How did he shift? How did he grow as a man? You know, start to elicit some of that information because it sounds like there's a huge question mark, you know, that you have there about him that you want to learn more of. And then lastly, I would say, not that you need to pull all the way back on your, your, your friendships with women, but I would say, start to take the things that you would normally bring to mom that you would normally bring to the women in your life and bring them to the men that are now entering into your life, bringing them into the Alliance, right? Bring them into the group, bring them into the, you know, bring them into the, the male friendships that you are, that you're developing and allow yourself to, to really start to cultivate those deeper masculine connections. Because right now there's this heavy trust with the feminine and a mis not a mistrust, but a lack of knowing that the masculine can give you guidance, you know? And so hopefully I feel like this may have been a a big step in having that guidance, you know, from another man, from the masculine. Does that land? Does that feel true?
1: Uh, It feels, it feels very true. Um, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I confide in women. I mean, even to the point where I've had many therapists, I always choose a woman therapist, which is definitely not helping me at all
2: <laughs> Okay, because um, I yeah. only feel
1: comfortable talking to women. Yeah. So I choose a woman therapist, you know?
0: Well, and, you leaned all the way in today, my friend, yeah. all the way in. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, it's
1: definitely something I, I, can, I can definitely work on um, and getting that the male perspective that I've been lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's why I don't make really good close male friends because I don't trust them with my emotions.
0: Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Don't trust them with the emotions. You, you, you spelled that one out perfectly. And, you know, I think how you start to rebuild that is that you start to lean into trusting men with your emotions, you know? And so again, having that men's group, having the men that you are starting to build relationships, continuing that process is going to be really important. And then notice how Notice how clear the masculine shows up in your inner critic, right? Because there's a disconnection to it in your decision-making process, in your, in your willingness to just make a decision and stay true to it, you know, an authentic decision, that your masculine power has shifted into your inner critic. I can hear it in there. It's violent, it's abusive, it's angry, powerful. Right, really, really powerful. So you just want to slowly start to shift that that power structure into healthy, integrated decision making. Right. And that might mean bouncing ideas off of other men and saying, you know, I want to make this decision for myself. Here are my options. What's your feedback? What do you think? And to get their perspective and then to make your decision, to start to trust that gut, start to trust your intuition and slowly but surely cultivate that decision making process and try and make it with small decisions. So you're not, you know, again, you're not trying to like sell the farm on like some big decision, right? You want to start with something that's manageable. And, and then, you know, we can talk about maybe setting boundaries with the inner critic and and bringing some compassion into that uh, in our next one. So any final words, thoughts, observations about this, this um, experience today?
1: I mean, first of all, thank you very much for taking the time. That was really awesome that you um, took the time to talk to me. And it's resonating on so many different levels of why I've made the decisions that I've made and, and kind of where I am, why I am where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just love the tools to move forward with making those changes. I feel that, you know, maybe maybe not just me, but many men out there or people who want to make changes, they're taking in a lot of information. And it's hard to then, okay, I, I can understand myself, but now how do I fix it? Mm. And I and I really appreciate you getting into the actions about yeah. fixing it. I mean that I think that's was really important, you know, just yeah. the action, the actions about it.
0: Yeah. It's and and the, some and sometimes the action is in the the, the processing of the emotions, right? Like you did some seriously heavy lifting today and you allowed yourself to start to process the emotions of maybe feeling a little bit of resentment, you know, growing up of living in that shadow of your sibling, right? And, and not necessarily getting some of those pieces that you're looking for from mom and from dad. It sounds like those had been unacknowledged, unexpressed unfelt in some ways for a very long time so part of the action and i'm saying this because you're right we as men often we do look for action right it's like what action do i need to do it's like well the first action is always feeling it right you have to feel it to heal it period like that's it's a full stop and so you did some of the immense heavy lifting today and now you can start to have those different conversations with with dad with sister maybe with mom and and start to bring those conversations of where you need guidance and advice more and more to some of the men in your life so that you're you're allowing that power from the inner critic to move into a more healthy integrated space where it's in your heart and you're making decisions for you and those decisions aren't based off of impressing mom dad sister you know women stuff like that okay, okay. Right. really really good work really good work we'll have you back on the show And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it.